Welcome to this week's episode of Walking Between Worlds. I'm your co-host, John Mazzarella. And I'm your other co-host, Kylie Trout. We know that we all see the world differently, so join us as we walk through those differences together. Welcome to Walking Between Worlds, presented by Culture Bound. So are we ready to go? I think we're ready to go. Okay, let's get started. Let's do it. Welcome to this week's episode of Walking Between Worlds. This is episode three, and today we have on our special guests, multiple special guests, Natalie Kim. Do you want to introduce yourself for us? Yes. Uh, So my name is Natalie Kim. I'm a student at Western Seminary. I'm in my second year um, in EDD program, uh, Interculture Education. And yeah, I've been with Culture Bound for almost two years, I think. Wow, that's been a long time. Uh Yeah. Mm. And I'm part of the business program. Um, Yeah, it's good. Do you want to explain a little bit about what your job at Culture Bound looks like day to day? Uh, My main responsibility is to create a design interculture training program for business uh, people including a small business or business uh, missionaries who do business as mission. Um, so uh, business, we believe that business is a series of relationships. So with the understanding of um, uh, relationship, how people build relationship with people of different cultures, um, we want to create a program to help them understanding the the cultural differences and how to work together, how to communicate effectively so that they can um, achieve common goals with the people of different cultures. That's awesome. Hmm. That's really cool. That's a, such a needed thing in today's business world, I feel like. I feel like a lot of times it, it ends up being more about the money and the, um, the product and not about the actual customer and the relationship between the customer and the, uh, the business, so... Yeah, so we, we, we're not trying to teach a certain like specialized business skills or strategies, but mm-hmm. but we're trying to help people how to understand the relational aspects of culture. So like their relationship with stakeholders, um, customers and investors. And you know, there are so many aspects to relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to help them understanding, help them understand why, um, why cultural learning and um, culture differences is so important um, to understand mm. in order to keep their business going and be successful. Yeah, thank you so much for being willing to speak on this episode. Um, you are probably one of the most qualified people I know to speak on, you know, where culture comes from. Where it's, what are the origins of culture? How does it shift? How does it get passed down? And so um, we're really excited to to go over those questions with you today and hear some uh, your unique perspective on those. We also have uh, a Terry Steele here as well. Hey, what's up, guys? To add some comments in to talk about culture with us too. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like episode two, huh? Oh yeah. Kind of like episode two. Yeah, familiar voice over here. Yes. Well, you know. So, so we all know you, so we don't, you don't have to explain yourself or <laughs> tell us who you are, because I hope people remember that from the last episode. But you can give us a little refresher. Yeah. So what do you do exactly? Who's Terry? <laughs> um, I do research at Culture Bound. I write articles for uh, journals, because uh, we want to have our fingers in the academic world, the practical academic world. Um, I do research for people. I do teaching, um, not only here, but at some universities in town, and um, just 
love teaching and, and working with culture about it's awesome stuff. And, and if you're reading along with us on medium or wherever else you read blogs, you'll see, uh, the podcast and blog format that's done by Terry. So. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. What kind of, uh, recently, what kind of research have you been doing for culture bound? Um, just wrote an article on immigration as others, immigrants as others, um, that we treat them as not us. And, um, really they're so key. Christian immigrants are so key in understanding the difference between cultures and how we can actually bridge the gap and make communication, internet, uh, intercultural communication more effective. So Natalie, yes. Our first question that we want to get after today is where does this thing called culture come from? Or I guess a better way to phrase it would be how, how is culture cultivated over time? Mm -hmm. Where does it come from? Yeah. I think you're, you're trying to ask like, what is the origin sure, of culture, yeah. right? So uh, first thing to understand, I think, is that culture has many aspects to it. It's not only restricted to a geographical concept of where or spatial understanding of culture, but it has a uh, multiple uh, facets to it. So um, if we borrow a definition of culture by Clifford Geertz, and he says that culture is a historically transmitted pattern of meanings embedded and expressed in symbols that are used to communicate, perpetuate, and develop knowledge about the attitudes toward life. So yeah, there, there are so many aspects to culture. Uh -huh. It's not just one specific, oh, because since we are in Portland, we all share, you know, same culture. That's not right, right? So, right. So symbols that represent attitudes? Mm -hmm. Or shared patterns of behaviors okay, gotcha. and views and values and things like that. We had mentioned that in the last episode, the ideas, the authority, the products, um, the the things that make a culture iconic um, American culture a lot of tech Japanese culture a lot of tech uh, but American cartoons are far different than anime um, and that's you say anime well if you want to look at the culture's artists um, they often express some of the deep ideas of culture right. um, with kabuki you can't understand certain elements of it unless you understand the culture mm -hmm. so that's uh, mm -hmm. what you're talking about there Natalie right yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah so those symbols or things that make up culture i guess the question we're, i'm wanting to get to is where do those come from how do those why why are they expressed through those symbols specifically um you talked about geography a little bit so um you know where physically you're from makes a difference right uh but one thing to remember is a culture is never static so all japanese people think you know like certain way or all americans will think you know this one so it, because since one of the characteristics of culture is that it always changes and never rigid. So depending how you define culture and how you define a collective, uh, like a group of people by what. So one could be um, like traditions or language or um, like religion, ethnicity, nationality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. By generation, education. Yeah. So... And then, like, how would a specific people group from a certain area, how might their, you know, language or religion or the type of food they eat or their economy, how could those things maybe be shaped? Like, are those just shaped by where they're from or? It could be. 
Yeah, so f like physical features of nature, like a geographical differences, will definitely affect how uh, they cultivate their own culture. Like mm -hmm. you know, because nature affects human activity. Yeah, always. Like if you live on an island, you might eat a lot of seafood. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Or if you have bamboo, that might be the way you make up your house instead of redwoods. Yeah, yeah, right. So like, as an example in Korean culture where I'm, I'm come from. Um, during the winter season, all the women of family get together and they make kimchi. And then uh, it's called Kim Jang Chol. It's a kimchi making season. So Whoa. that's how they wow. connect to each other and um, like associate with others, build relationship. Nice. Oh, that's yeah. a cool tradition. Totally. It's so interesting that place or a geographic location or weather or things like that can affect culture in such mm -hmm. uh, a strong way it can sway it yeah. there are some uh some scholars who believe that where you are from affects your success so if you're from extremely hot or cold environment mm -hmm. you might not be a world conqueror but if you're from a temperate zone uh, you're more likely to have a culture that'd be prone to uh taking over the world um, Interesting. It doesn't always work. I mean, the Mongolians were from a really frigid part of, of Asia, um, mm -hmm. but they conquered a lot of the world. Hmm. Is that because, like, I can't imagine that temperature would be the sole factor. Right. And that I think that's that. a thing. There are people who have tried to push the idea, and it might be one of the factors, but it's not the sole factor. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And just simply also by the fact that, like, you know, there there are less people the further you go down. Yep. on the map than there are mm -hmm. towards the middle good, yeah. you know yep. yeah absolutely yeah the good thing to keep in mind too is that there's so many things affecting how culture develops develops there, there's so many different pieces yeah of oh completely puzzle, so yeah um when you look at uh the way the cultures develop um two cultures that are very similar are australia and the united states mm -hmm. and australia started out as as you know, a lot of rebels from the UK, and a lot of the people who settled Americans were America were rebels from the UK. So there's some similarity there, right? Mm. With current culture, at least. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's always a flow, and when you mix two cultures together, you get something very different. Right. Or at right, least right, potentially, right. not always. Yeah. yeah. And there, there are also different layers of culture. Um, if we go to the like basic basic of how culture is cultivated, we can talk about the universal commonness, right? Yep. How uh, every human being is is social and relational. Um, there is a system of family, how they um, yep. create community um, at the basic level, and people, uh, the humans, use language to communicate to one another. Yep. So things like that. There's a universal level, and then if we uh, narrow, um, be more specific. And then we can talk about particular community, right? Mm -hmm. Or even before that, we can talk about nationality, like American culture versus um, Korean culture. Yep. And then, like Portland area, like Mount Villa Church, yeah, church yep. community, yeah, corporate culture like that. Mm -hmm. And then it comes to like individual culture, the upbringings and um, your family traditions or your personality, things like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so kind of what I'm hearing is, you know, there are things that unite us as people from the same general culture. Mm -hmm. And then even more specifically, there's people that there's there's characteristics that unite us as Portlanders. 
And then there's things that are very unique to us. Yeah. That, you know, I'm going to be different from you, Natalie. I'm going to be different from Terry. I'm going to be different from John because I'm made differently. Yeah, yeah. So even though, like, culture isn't that, like, isn't a hard and fast rule, I guess. No, no. It, it might be easier explained as a bell curve where you have the general trend of most of the people in the area, but then you have outliers on the edge, fewer mm-hmm. of them. Um, you don't usually have a double bubble or a double bell um, where you have two cultures living side by side. It's usually there's one height, one um, bump in the bell. And so it's, we're not all the same, but there's kind of a general trend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Could you explain to some listeners that might not know what a bell curve is? <laughs> <laughs> Asking for a friend. <laughs> Asking for a friend. Can I have? A, can I? Can I phone a friend? <laughs> you can phone a friend. Yes. <laughs> I can phone cur- you. <laughs> bell curve is just. It looks like a bell. You have a, a low dip at the bottom. It goes to a high hill, and then it comes down to the lower part of the hill. And it just says that most of the people who fit within kind of the expected area of behavior and beliefs and all that stuff fit within the middle. Mm-hmm. There are more of them there than there are on the edges, the outliers. Uh, and Portland has a lot of outliers, but that ends up being the bell curve. Right. Um, we have <laughs> Portland is the place where teenagers go to retire. Yeah. We'll get into that in more next episode. Right. So let's not give too much of that away. <laughs> That's good. Oh yeah. It's interesting to see how, some of those outlying cultures can affect your own culture. I work at a university with uh, with college kids, and they're at chiropractic college. And it's funny because I'll have the um, college kids come in, and they'll they'll say these little phrases, and I hear the same people and then different people saying the same phrases over and over again. Then I start saying those same phrases too. Like I think that the phrase this semester was "That's fair." Whenever you said something that maybe was you know contrary to what they were saying they'd be like oh that's fair hmm. and then i started to pick that up and then i mentioned one of the teachers too and they've been noticing it as well and it's funny to see how those things kind of i don't know how that forms where that even comes from but just to see kind of played out interesting trends like that yeah. yeah yeah would you be able to give us just kind of a view of maybe how that happens naturally um i think there's some parts of you know culture that you that that you learn intuitively right you're born with it uh for example like your that your family cultures and the way your parents raise you up um are very different from others right um it's not something that you can go back and then change and control right it's given to you but there there's um other parts where you can deliberately learn and find a new community um try to build relationships with people of different cultures that way you can um that actively or deliberately, intentionally um, be part of that group. So, yeah. I feel like this could be a a cool conversation about deviance and, you know, socialization as a process, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. an act is only deviant if it's being spoken out against. If it has a negative response for what you're doing that's different, then it's deemed deviant. If you get, Mm -hmm. if you're doing something that's not necessarily quote-unquote normal but it gets a positive response that's not necessarily deviant because it's getting reward like socially rewarded interesting artists play in that space between acceptable deviance and off deviance yes and that's how sometimes culture gets nudged that way not always but sometimes yeah Mm -hmm. and i remember like 
realizing that difference of what actually makes something wrong or what makes it acceptable, I was thinking like, oh, you know, the the street performers downtown that will like spray their body totally metallic and they're like a moving statue person. Um, and you can but they, they get paid to do that. And it's like a super weird outlandish thing, which you're like, oh, that's that's deviant. But it's not because they're being rewarded for it. Um, and so when like a new phrase like that comes up, like, oh, that's fair. It's like we're we're socially rewarding that by picking it up and reinforcing it. You know, that is fair. Yeah. Taking a few like psych classes, <laughs> sociology <laughs> classes. <laughs> and it sums up the thoughts of the people. If we were highly judgmental. I don't know that that's fair would come along. I right. think at this point, everyone's trying to say, let's give each other space. Yeah, I can handle that. Yeah. Hmm. Last time we talked, we were, we were talking a little bit about, you know, how much of culture are you just born into and you're submitted to versus, you know, what parts of culture can you change deliberately? Is there a healthy way to do that, a not healthy way to do that? How much influence do you have over culture versus how much are you influenced by the existing culture? I think you can choose which part of the traditions, you know, that you want to pass down to your, uh, your, your children or you want to be part of, right? You want to continue. So you, when you move to a new place, um, the process of finding a, like a good church community, you can choose uh, which community you want to be part of. Or uh, for me, when I first moved here, we, our family, uh, start going to Korean church because the the language barrier and the cultural difference. So things like that, there's a choice you can make. Um, mm-hmm. But then like certain things like your uh, ethnicity and your language and what else are not um, something that hard to change or impossible change. Right. Like race and... Yeah, and there's a lot of those things that are... I would say unchangeable or really, really difficult to change. And with that, um, you can choose to be dictated to by that, or you can choose to actually engage on that. Uh, Natalie is different from me. Her culture is different from me. And I can choose to see that as a barrier, or I can choose to uh, reach out and learn about her culture. So just because it's something you can't affect doesn't mean that you can't act upon it in order to make it something that you're used to and, and uh, you can accept and, and expect certain things. Um, so it, even though there are these walls of difference doesn't mean that they are necessarily unbreachable. It's, right. it's who we are that people have to learn to accept. So there's some parts of culture that are that are pretty solid that, you know, you kind of have to be in submittance to, you know, I can't change my race. I can't change my native language. So if I learned a new language, I can, you know, I can learn it. I can be fluid in it, but it's not going to sound it's never going to sound quite the same. I can't change the family I was born into or the place I grew up in necessarily. Um, But then things like. There's other things that are more fluid. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a handful of things that you're born with, and um, we can say there's a whole set of them, but certain cultures will recognize things as like key markers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't live in a caste system, so I wasn't born to a caste, and yet if I was born in, say, India, then yeah, I would have a certain caste. We as Americans don't recognize those things, 
we recognize I'm a man, you're a woman, you know, those type of things. Yeah, those are differences that we all kind of recognize. Um, But in terms of every culture recognizes a different like set of them. So different worldviews, like, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, Different things that have different priority a lot of asian cultures it's it's an honor thing so you act in a certain way you act in a way that's going to make your family proud or not dishonor them in america it's not important achievement is important for us right um so those are again in that you're born into the korean culture there's certain expectations that are put upon you but here in america it's a different set mm-hmm. um and when i if i were to move into the korean culture I would be expected to adhere to those rules. So mm-hmm. in many ways, those are the things that are unchangeable as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can't go into a different culture and expect them to meet you where you're at as an American. Well, I mean, I'm not saying we don't time. do that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but just that, you know, you can't change what's normal for another culture. You, you can't force a culture to accept your culture as dominant. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think here we think of traditions as a special event that happens maybe once or twice a year. Um, and, you know, you eat a certain food, you're with certain people, and it serves a specific purpose sometimes. But then we look at a, a culture that is m- much different than ours, and we're like, oh, look at all of these cool traditions. And we think that they're, you know, special events, and then they go back to their normal life, when in reality, that's just their day-to-day. Um and so trying to think about our own culture in terms of like, okay, what's our day to day? What's our actual, you know, moment by moment? What are our traditions, so to speak? Not in a special thing we do once a year or a holiday, you know? Those traditions often, not always, but often tell us what is important to a culture. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we don't celebrate Chinese New Year, but... Other cultures do. We have a few key celebrations, but March Madness is almost to the point of being as popular as, say, Valentine's Day or Easter. Right. That's a tradition. And that, even though it's not a recognized holiday, it's something that has, it tells us what's important to us. Mm-hmm. Or the Super Bowl. Or something that's not sports related. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like a concert. Like a concert. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, getting back to the meme that you were well, yeah. talking about, just how, you know, over generations, mm-hmm. those traditions and or values might change a little bit. Right. It's funny because I, I, um, I saw a meme recently that was, I, it's, it's a screenshot from some movie, I'm sure. But there was the father and he was labeled as a millennial. And then there was the, the son and he was labeled as Gen Z and um, the dad was like, hey, what's up? And someone was like, oh, you know, just rebelling. And the dad was like, yeah, stick it to the old man. And I was like, oh. That's, that's Ironic. Ironic. Um, yeah. just- well, like, if that was labeled... You know, a boomer and their right. and Gen X. It'd be a- actually, much I've seen that. I've seen, it's not a meme. It's a cartoon. It's a yeah, cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, completely. Thing, yeah. But you can you can do that with with Gen X and millennials or all mm. the way down. Yeah, that's very much. It's just that boomers were the one that said, "Don't trust anyone over 30. and they turned thirty. They said, "Trust us." <laughs> that's that's a good point. I think another um, very important aspect culture that shapes you know personality of a person's life. 
is is value worldview. Um, yeah. So the 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 one of the challenges that I had um, when I moved here was um, to take teachers when I'm in school um, to take teachers' comments not as a personal thing, but it, it's a, it's a feedback. You know that that's for my benefit, right? Something I can grow into. Um, but then because I'm coming from Korean culture where we value relationship and your worth is, is defined, um, proved by how people recognize you, how people um, they comment on you. So, so whenever I get like red marks on the paper or the comments, you know, uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll take it like, I, you know, very personal and then cry in the bathroom. <laughs> so that's still the case now in school. Is that is that still the case? No, not anymore. So that's uh, something I have to work on. And the, hey, this is individualistic culture, it. and it. um, okay. it's not it, it's not your personhood or your value, um, but it's the achievement that they're trying to focus on. Uh, the things, not not you, not being. That's really yeah. interesting. Because, I mean, I've I'm super steeped in this culture, and that's been a problem for me too. Like growing up, See, yeah, the yeah. first time I got a B on a paper, I cried. Like <laughs> I went to, I was good. It was in middle school and I was good friends with the principal. And like, of course, cause of course I was and <laughs> went in to his office and he's just like, Trout, what's the matter? I'm like, I got a B on this paper and my life is over. And I cried. I think I was like 13 yeah, and it was yeah. just like the saddest thing because I attached my achievement to my identity. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I mean that's the difference there. Is that's that, like, the difference, yeah. You know, my my whole identity if my whole identity is wrapped up in how well I'm achieving in my classes or career or whatnot, then it's gonna come it's still gonna come as a really personal attack yeah, if I'm not yeah. doing well. Yeah. So I think it's 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 difference between like, oh I fail versus oh I'm rejected. See? Yeah, when I uh, hand out grades, I have to tell my students this is not personal. This is, this is what you've given me to work with. If you want to improve, let's talk. Mm -hmm. So in trying to make it personal, I, I had people who were absolutely devastated with their grades. And I'm like, come talk to me. We can work on this um, as opposed to, yeah, I don't care. Um, because people do take it very seriously. Yeah. I'm homeschooled, so I can't relate exactly. But I was, I was, try <laughs> I, I was trying to, uh, like, um, I was just looking at them different. Like, so. So you were, Natalie, you were saying that part of the, the reason you were upset over a bad grade, over red marks in your paper, was based on, uh, can you remind me exactly, what, what um, why you were feeling that way? What, what, what was the, 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 I guess the deeper part of that, the hidden part? I think it was, to me, it was, it was more relational okay. problem. Like, oh, the, this teacher doesn't um, like me or she doesn't. Prove me, okay. and you know I'm not a good student. I mm. I disappointed my teacher instead of oh I failed. You know like okay. I failed to accomplish you know what I wanted. Like so it's more like a relationship based struggle. Okay. 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 And Kelly, you were saying yours is more of an achievement. Yeah, it was. Well, it was. Or... I thought it was an attack on my identity, okay. which was based on how well I was achieving. That seems like a really good comparison of yeah. an American and um, I guess a South Korean or yeah, is yeah. that a fair relationship versus success orientation? Yeah. 
Okay. Like, I mean, like, I was friends with my teacher. I really yeah. liked her. Still liked her after that. It wasn't a personal attack, but yeah. I took it mm. as an attack on on my just on my achievement, right. and that felt really personal. That's why it felt personal. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, it, it's it's sad because it, you know it, it's it's not fun feelings, but it's cool to see that such cool examples that the same thing happening, the same emotions happening, but different causes, Very different reasons, yeah. different reasons. At, at the surface, it seems like it's the same reason, but digging down deeper into the values, you can tell it's it's, it's very different, and it's based on the differences in culture. That's, ah, I love it. That's, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're almost out of time for today, but um, I just wanted to touch on, you know, culture is always changing. It's dynamic, kind of as you said. It's not static, and it there's there's always shifts that are happening. Um, in response to that, like we can't we can't deny that that's happening. You know, it's um it's just a part of the world that we live in what how do we respond to that in um in a healthy way i think it really depends how you want to personally um face that right some people they just don't try to understand a any culture difference just you know all right this is my world and i'm not going to change no matter what no matter how world changes right or that there are people who are more positive on um the changes that we see in media or, you know, depending on like, like our, our respond or action towards immigrants, you know, since we have, we're, we're having more um, immigrants, you know, in our community. So it really depends how you perceive cultural differences and cultural di- diversity and how you want to do about it. There's no, moral i guess judgment unless you're a christian <laughs> right yeah we can really judge yeah. others if they you know feel like oh you know we're getting more immigrants and you know i don't like that that's an, if yeah. that's the natural response yeah it, we i think we also need to understand that right as a natural that, response yeah just we like, can really impose and like, force them oh you need to accept everything you know every cultural difference no, right we do that but Terry, you're kind of, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm agreeing with you on that. It's mm. it's not just an American thing or a UK thing. This is every culture says, yeah. oh, what? And that's because it's different. We don't like what is different. That's not somehow a, uh, a moral, an immoral reaction. That's the reaction. Right. What is normal? What's our regular pattern is being disrupted. And the choice is we can stay in that space or we can move forward and say, okay, that's my reaction. What do Mm -hmm. I do about it? Yeah. And as children of God, we do have a responsibility to act. And it's not just playing sympathy because that doesn't help the immigrant either. It doesn't help Mm -hmm. those who are different from us. It doesn't help someone from another culture, learning the culture and working with them. That's a positive move forward. Yeah. So, and then just dealing with, I guess, facing the fact that you're not a part of the majority anymore like whether you're an immigrant moving to a new place you're moving way outside of your comfort zone or if you're you know if you're living in a place and if it feels like there's new people from new places imposing on your way of life like you have to come to terms with that in in one way or another i guess yeah i mean it's it's becoming a reality of our world yeah and what's makes this so interesting is that we're not seeing people coming from, you know, 
a near country, having people going halfway across across the globe to a culture that has no resemblance to their own and their their currency, their friends, their traditions, even the things that they own are all being removed from them and they're in free fall. Mm-hmm. Is it any wonder why they kind of like what is going on? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I I like to say I like change and I, I like to say I like things different. But when it comes down to some of the like the core differences, some of the things going into other cultures, it is a stretch, no matter yeah. who you are. Um, when, when you actually dive in, it's not just visiting Europe or visiting another country for a few weeks. You actually delve into your way of life changing completely 100%. That's when a lot of these issues and a lot of things, these feelings start to come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And that's the reality of where we're at is where culture comes from. You bring culture with you, but you're not going into the same culture. You're going to something new. And so the question isn't, well, is this right or wrong? The question is, you're here. Now what are you going to do about it? Right. Mm-hmm. So these, these issues that you guys are covering with, with uh, walking between worlds become that much more important. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys so yeah, much guys. for being on this episode together. It's so good to have both of you with your combined perspectives. It's so rich. So yeah. thank you so much. We'd love to hear your response to the episode or any questions on culture you'd like answers to that we didn't cover today. Feel free to send your response and questions in an email to podcast at culturebound.com so that we can answer your questions. You can also support us by liking our Facebook page, following our Instagram account at culturebound.official, subscribe to our email updates through our website, or you can set up a donation through our website as well. That would be culturebound.com. We also going to have all of the podcasts in written form on blogs, on Medium, or on our website. So if you'd like to read instead of listen, you can also have that choice too. And if you want to dig a little bit deeper into culture and learn more, we offer very affordable classes on our website, culturebound.com. Yep, we have an introductory course that's up there for a pretty low price. And that's all for this week. Thanks for listening.